Welcome to the Nourish Nervous System, an exploration of stress, the nervous system, and transformative self-care practices for parents and other humans through the lenses of Ayurveda, holistic coaching, somatics, herbs, and much, much more. I'm the host, Kristen Timchak. I'm a holistic life coach, Ayurvedic educator, herbalist, and mother of a tiny human. Join me for information, insight, deep thoughts, and small steps to help you nourish your nervous system. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Nourish Nervous System podcast. I am currently in the process of moving across the country from California to Maine with my partner, son, three-year-old son, by the way, and two cats. It's a three-wing circus and very stressful. We've been in Ohio with my partner's family for a stint, and it's been a lovely change of pace. Summer thunderstorms and fireflies are some of my favorite highlights. And while we're still in this hot summertime in North America, I'd like to do a deep dive into pizza dosha. If you happen to live somewhere that is currently winter, just store this information for later. If you need a refresher on the basics of Ayurveda, head over to episode two, The Lens of Ayurveda. Otherwise, let's get into it. So pizza dosha is a combination of fire and water, but the water is more of an oily substance. The qualities of pitta are oily, sharp, hot, light, spreading, liquid, and fleshy smelling. When I think about the macrocosm, healthy pitta out in the world is the warmth of the sun on a summer day, wildflowers spreading through seeds in a diverse meadow, a forest fire, the sharpness of rose or blackberry thorns. I'm going to pause for just one second in case you heard me say forest fire and thought, what? That's healthy pitta? What I want to say about this is that what is healthy in nature is not a moral judgment. There are many places where forest fires are a part of a healthy forest ecosystem. And there are certain plants like the lodgepole pine and the eucalyptus that need fire for their seeds to sprout. Forest fire in itself is not good or bad. It's just a part of nature. There was also a time when forest fires were not as disastrous as they are now But due to poor forest management and increased pitta and vata in the environment, things have gotten out of control. So there are aspects of each dosa that we may not like, but that doesn't mean that they aren't healthy as long as they're in balance. Unhealthy pitta, on the other hand, can look like the out-of-control forest fires or fire tornadoes, intense heat waves, or the spreading of invasive plants to where they take over an area. Whether pitta is healthy or not depends on whether it is in balance. So in the microcosm of our bodies, healthy pitta can look like a robust appetite, motivation and drive, healthy anger, a sharp mind, and glowing skin. Unhealthy pitta in the microcosm can look like hanger, skin rashes, working yourself to burnout, or an out-of-control temper. Once again, it's not a moral judgment, good or bad. It's more about balance. We can think about our bodies as tiny pieces of the macrocosm. In nature, when there is poor forest management and an increase of pitta, we have an out-of-control forest fire. In our bodies, when we have poor internal management through diet and lifestyle choices and an increase in pitta, we'll have an increase of unhealthy pitta symptoms like digestion, skin rashes, loose stools. All of these things can happen when the pitta gets out of balance. 
Pitta in the body is all about transformation. So when we talked about Vata, we talked about Vata being about movement in the body. It's the movement of the beating of our hearts, our lungs, the blood flowing through our veins, the movement of neurons and the movement of sensory impressions coming into the body. So Pitta takes all of these things and transforms it. The food it transforms, the, the sensory impressions get transformed. And Pitta is in charge of all of the transformations from digestive enzymes to bile in the liver to the neuropeptides involved in thought. When we talked about Vata in episode three, we talked about its main site being the colon. The main site of pitta in the body is the small intestine. Other places in the body associated with pitta are stomach, liver, spleen, the gray matter of the brain, the heart, eyes, and the skin. As we've talked about in previous episodes, there are certain seasons, times of day, and times of life where certain doshas are more prevalent. And I want to say that these are guidelines. I want to acknowledge that certain aspects will not hold true for everybody. There are people that have sleep patterns or life arcs that fall outside of these guidelines. And I think that's just a part of nature. When we create even Ayurveda, even these ancient thoughts, they're still created by humans observing the world. And so nothing that's written down by humans can fully encompass everything that happens in nature. There will always be outliers and people and seasons and weather patterns and different things that just don't fit into guidelines. But for the purposes of this conversation about Pitta Dosha, we're going to say that generally Pitta season is summer. It's the hot, fiery time of year. Pitta times of day are from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., our pitta is high and digestive fire is strong. In Ayurvedic thought, this is the best time to eat your biggest meal of the day for optimal digestion. And then the pitta time of night from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is a time where our pitta is activated again. And so for the best sleep, Ayurveda recommends going to sleep before 10 p.m. Because once we enter into that pitta time, our body can get activated with pitta energy, that fiery, hot, um, activated, motivated energy, and it might give you a second win. So you notice maybe sometimes that you're really sleepy around six or seven or eight. That's because you're in kapha time. It's a heavier time. And then 10 o'clock rolls around and all of a sudden you're awake and have a second wind and are doing stuff and creating things and or you just can't get to sleep. This is also the time, the 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is also the time when your organs are cleansing, which is a pitta process. It's involving transformation. Pitta time of life starts in puberty and lasts until the 50s or 60s. So if you think about the energy of this time of life, it's an active time, the time of to do, to work, to raise children, to create. If you think about puberty, it's a time of transformation. Hormones are raging. It can be a time of oily skin, skin outbreaks, and big fiery emotions. All pitta. And if you're a pitta person already, if you already have a predominantly pitta constitution, these times are going to affect you more than what it might affect somebody with a vata or kapha constitution because you already have this pitta energy. The pitta predominant person is a go-getter. 
They often have a medium build, soft brown or reddish hair. They often gray or bald early. So think about Pitta literally burning the color or burning the hair out of the head. They have soft oily skin which freckles and or burns easily. And they can have clear piercing eyes. They can be intelligent and also extreme. They enjoy intensity. They love hot, spicy, flavorful, intense food. They love substances. They love their alcohol and their coffee, their chocolate. They have a robust appetite and they can have a perfectionist or type A personality. The spreading quality can show up in the personality as a desire to fame for fame or to spread their name. When Pitta is in balance, it's someone who knows what they want and how to achieve it. They can be warm, very fun to be around. They are intelligent and are natural learners and leaders. They have a vibrancy and a glow. It can be very charismatic. And they can be people that can eat anything until they can't anymore. When Pitta is out of balance, they can be workaholics and have problems with addiction. They can tend towards frustration, irritability, anger, and rage. They may experience acid reflux, loose stools, and inflammation in their body. They can have acne or be susceptible to skin irritations and rashes. In the plant world, I think about the protector plants as having a pitta quality. The plants that grow up in a forest after a forest has been disturbed or cut, like poison oak and ivy and blackberries. Something goes out of balance in the forest ecosystem, and then these plants pop up and they spread like crazy with their thorns and rash-producing leaves, kind of a way to protect the forest, to keep people and animals and things out while this new forest is regenerating. Poison oak and ivy in themselves are very pitta plants. They have leaves that can tend to be reddish and have an oily look. They create a red, itchy, inflamed spreading rash. For instance, I have a friend that gets systemic poison oak. He can look at poison oak and have spots of it pop up. When he gets it really bad, he also gets very angry, like to where he makes unrealistic threats to kill every poison oak plant. And that's just pitta in action. That's pure, pure pitta. And so what do we do about all of this heat and bluster? We got to cool it down. Like increases like and opposites balance. Let's say you are a pitta person and it's summer and you're going to spend the day at the beach. Bring a hat, umbrella, some type of shade structure, sit under a tree, bring cool water or coconut water, bring cooling snacks like sliced cucumber or watermelon or cantaloupe and stay away from or limit alcohol and coffee and spicy foods, which create more heat in the body. Instead of running around in the sun chasing a frisbee, uh, play in the water. Go for a swim. Take some quiet time to calm and cool your mind. Lie on your blanket, close your eyes, and focus on the sounds around you. And by the way, that counts as meditation. I want to just say swimming is such an awesome activity for Pitta people because if they can get that need for doing something for physical exertion, for challenge, and at the same time, stay cool in the water during that really hot summertime. I have quite a bit of pitta, and I used to live in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. And in the summer, my favorite thing was to swim across this lake. And it was so 
great because a lot of times I'd get halfway across the lake and be like, oh, I feel tired. Maybe I'll turn around. But my little pitta kicked in. It was like, no, you've got to go all the way across. And I would do it and it would feel great. And I'd feel satisfied and exhausted afterwards and would have stayed cool the whole time because I was in nice cold water. So swimming is just a perfect thing for, for pitta in the summer. And so how does pitta relate to our nervous system? As we talked about in episode three, Vata is the dosha that rules the nervous system, but all of the doshas have their own relationship to the nervous system. I recently finished this mother circle facilitator training with Kimberly Ann Johnson, and she talks a lot about healthy sympathetic stress response in her work. I think in our culture, because we have so much chronic stress and burnout and all of the negative health effects that come with that, that there can be a bias against sympathetic response. I know I've had this mindset that sympathetic response is bad and parasympathetic response is good. And I think the thing that I'm coming to more and more is that we can't have the moral judgment around nature. And those responses are are part of nature. They're a part of our body. So sympathetic response in the right amounts with with the ability to complete it is not a bad thing. It's positive. We need this. It's important for us to do the things that we need to do in our lives. I think the problem is when it gets to be too much or for too long and there's no completion, the cycle isn't completed. And the reason I'm talking about all of this is because I feel that that healthy sympathetic response really corresponds to healthy pitta. It's the drive, the fierceness, and even the healthy anger we can experience that helps us to create change. Where out-of-balance pitta is pushing too hard on that gas pedal for too long, creating the out-of-control anger or the drive without rest and eventually burnout. The healthy response is actually is actually a really positive thing in our life. Pitta-predominant people are very susceptible to burnout though, because they have that thing in them that wants them to keep going, even when they're exhausted, even when there's so much screaming at them to stop. So it's really important for them to find the self-care practices that are sustainable. When I first started my formal Ayurvedic training, I did an Ayurvedic yoga teacher certification at Kripalu. And the yoga practices that were best for Pitta were ones that had some movement and challenge in the beginning, and then some slow, grounded, restorative, or yin poses. So this was great for Pitta. Pitta likes some challenge. It likes to feel like it's doing something. So starting the practice with this satisfies that aspect. And then what Pitta really needs is the slow, grounded poses. And I think this can be a good rule when thinking about self-care practices for Pitta-predominant people. It's finding the things that can give that challenge, that doing something feeling, but then also calm and cool the mind and the body. So this is just uh, skimming the surface of Pitta. But hopefully it gives you a feel for for Pitta and who the Pitta person is. And my goal is just to add another layer of depth and perspective into the lens of Ayurveda that you're looking through. So your small step for this week is to notice Pitta around you and inside of you. 
If it's summer where you live, notice the qualities and notice in your body and emotions when pitta feels out of balance. If you notice the excess pitta, see if you can start to do some things to balance this heat and fire. I look forward to being with you next week for more Nourish Nervous System podcast. Hey there. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. It helps new podcasts like this one get seen by other people. If you didn't like it, I hope you're that still listening. Life is way too short to listen to podcasts you don't like. 